0: It's your daily dose of Donna. Welcome to the show. Today is Friday, February 23rd. We have made it to Friday. And as you know, Friday is a fun day. Friday, fun day. Today is going to be especially fun for anyone here who doesn't, who is not a Patreon subscriber. Let me just give you the heads up. If you want to join Patreon, you can join for as little as $5 a month. And the link is below. And I just released an episode last night that really dove dove deep into the Brandy Glanville and Andy story. Don't worry, I'll talk about it again today a little bit. And um, I also release an extra episode every week going into like more behind the scenes stuff. But today, what I'm going to do is something kind of new because at 2 p.m. Pacific time, so that's a couple hours from now, I'm going to do a live YouTube just for Patreon members, but I'm going to save it. So if you can't make it live, you can watch it after jump on over to Patreon, put your questions in the thread. And then next week on Friday, I'm going to do my monthly happy hour with you guys on zoom. I'm also going to be adding different days. Cause I did get some feedback that Fridays are tough for you guys. Not all of you guys, but some of you guys have lives. I guess I don't. And, um, you know, it's tough with the Pacific time zone at burst where some of you guys are on the East Coast. I don't want to do a live Zoom, you know, in, at midnight for where you are. So don't worry. Just join me here today for an extra special members-only YouTube. And like I said, you can only access it by becoming a Patreon member, and you'll get a notification when I post the link about 30 minutes before the, the video. We're going to talk about a lot of things, a lot of things that you guys want to talk about that I'm not going to talk about here on the show, but let's just say it is about the world of radio stars, podcasters, and all that fun thing, all those fun things, all of that drums that you guys love. Um, so, okay. First off, we had such a huge Thursday night of TV. Like we need some help here. We need some, um, we need extra hours in the day because last night was Trader's Southern Hospitality Reunion Part 1 and the debut of this season of Summer House and I'm going to break it all down. In just a moment, I did get a, DM- a message right now from Miss Chris Courtney saying, "Excuse me, Donna, is that white nail polish? Are you insane? It looks white though." It's not. I swear. Let me try to find Mauricio's teeth to compare it to. Mm-hmm. Hold on. This is white and these are my nails. Oh gosh, the lighting really does make it look white. They're pink. They're very light pink. Can you kind of tell? Listen, when I go to the nail salon, I do not ask for the Tom Sandoval special. Do you think Tom would be offended? You know how he got so offended when Sweet Lady Jane put his cake, saying Sandoval's a liar? Do you think he would be offended if OPI or Essie, it would probably have to be OPI, named a nail polish Sandoval's a liar? I don't think he'd be offended. I think he would get off on it. That would be an amazing collab. OPI, if you're listening, You've got to do a nail polish line just for men. I mean, that seems kind of sexist, right? But men paint nails now. A lot of men paint nails. And actually, my boyfriend, Craig Conover, who made an appearance last night, it was so good to see him. I missed him. Craig paints one nail. So like there could be a, you know, a male line and one of them could be called Sandoval's a liar. He would never turn that down. Never. Okay, before we get into this week's show, of course, I have to shout out ZipRecruiter, the sponsor for this week of Daily Dose of Donna. I'm so grateful for ZipRecruiter and all of the sponsors that come on and help my show uh, survive. Um, Our friends at ZipRecruiter conducted a recent survey, found that the top hiring challenges Challenge employers face for 2024 is a lack of qualified candidates, but if you're an employer and need to hire, here's good news. ZipRecruiter has smart tools and features that help you find more qualified candidates fast, and you can try it for free right now at ziprecruiter.com slash D-A-N-A, Donna. Now, I'm curious. Do you think some peeps over at Bravo and NBC need to get on ZipRecruiter because they're going to lose their jobs? Just saying. Anyway, let ZipRecruiter help you conquer the biggest hiring challenge. That's finding qualified candidates. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this web address right now. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-A. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash D-A-N-A. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And I need to shout out, I'm assuming it's Dana Maria, even though I want it to be Donna Maria, Who. Just commented, I enjoy you as much as Kenneth from Love is Blind loves his phone. And for that, I think you're obsessed with me. Like, why are you so obsessed with me, Dana Maria? The Kenneth and his phone, I saw so many memes yesterday. And one of you guys DM'd me and said, I'm so sorry, but he's a sloth. <laughs> he really is a sloth. Like, his personality is like, hey, I'm Kevin. Uh, I saw a a Instagram um, reel yesterday and I posted it on my stories. So it should still be there if you guys are watching this live, right? Right. When you're done with this, this guy breaks down the show and he's like, I don't know what is going on, but I'm giving these couples like a square root of zero, zero squared divided by zero. Like the whole thing. It was so funny. Essentially. He's basically saying that these couples have changed. And I didn't, I wasn't really able to get super into Love is Blind yesterday because Amy Phillips does not watch the show. I talked about it on Patreon more on yesterday's episode, but it was so weird what happened on Love is Blind between the pods and then coming home. Like something severely shifted and it was all the men. Like all the girls were just the same. All the men. And it really makes sense. Like, The reason Brittany, who, by the way, Brittany, Kenneth's girl, the girl that Kenneth uh, chose, Brittany honestly should be like the next bachelorette. She's so kind, so cute. Did anyone else feel this way about Brittany? She just felt so sweet and cute and nice and kind and like, I don't know. I really, really liked her. I think she'd be a great bachelorette. Or at least a bachelorette, like a bachelor contestant for The Bachelor. She just seemed like a really good, sweet, loving person. She's probably too religious for those shows. But the reason why she didn't want to hook up with Kenneth and like make out with him is because this guy was going like this. And the TikTok that I posted or the Instagram reel that I posted basically said, "If do we all look like that? Because everyone says that, you know, our our generation is addicted to our phones. And if we look like that, like I understand. And it's true, we do look like that. Every single person, all of you guys included, I'm talking to you. Okay, I'm talking to all of you guys. I really think every single one of us are our own version of Kenneth. We all are addicted to our phones. Why? Because we love pop culture. We love Instagram. We love TikTok. We love YouTube. We're constantly turning on our phones. My question is, why was she the only one. I mean, why was he the only one that we saw on a phone? Like, why wasn't anyone else on phones ever? (laughs) Like, does Britney not have a phone? Is Britney not a doser? Britney girl, get become a Daily Dose of Donna fan. We like you here. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea, but we are all phone addicts. This is a thing. It's a real deal problem. And, um, you know, I I do believe that we will all be going to like phone addiction one hundred and one PA phone at phone addicts PA. It's going to be PA and and you know who should join PA is Ariana because you know everything she says ends with an ah, right? She's going to be like I'm at phone addicts addicts anonymous A. Ah. He still didn't take responsibility for what he did. Da okay. Let's get into uh, our conversation about um, all these things. First, we have to talk about the Brandy and Andy. I did talk about it yesterday. I thought there would be new developments. I have not seen any new developments myself. Andy Cohen doesn't have his radio show live on Fridays, so that's good um, because I think he just needs a second, although he did, I mentioned on the Patreon, he did tweet, Right after he did t- tweet again, something along the lines of, you know, I'm getting ready for the traders reunion, leave your questions here. So I think he's kind of trying to maybe keep things um, like normal as like, you know, just normal. Uh, I don't think I'm going to see like the fact that it's that we're not getting any new n- news makes me think that they're just trying to kind of like Shh, sh- sh- shut it. But here's my gut feeling about this whole thing. Do I think this video existed? Absolutely, like 100% it existed. Do I think it was sent with a harassment intent and to like actually put someone in a bad position and and make someone feel like they were, you know, threatened or whatever? Not in a, not for a second. And I do think intent is important here. I also think these things are very nuanced and your relationships with people all vary, right? Like our relationships with our coworkers, our relationships with our, our friends. And I think truthfully, I think that I, I don't know. Here's what I think. I think that if I look at Brandy Glambo Okay, you guys. I've I've said this before, so this is not a surprise. And shockingly, you guys, I have um, an opinion. I know that this is like hard for people to, you know, grasp that I actually have an opinion. I have an opinion, and you do too. And I'd like to hear it on your comments. Brandy Glanville is 100% a hundred percent a a disaster. Sorry, that's what I think. I've always thought it. How do I know that personally? I don't. Just from stories I've heard and things I've seen. The second she slapped Lisa Vanderpump was the moment I said this woman is completely off her rocker to slap another woman even as a friend is absolutely un like it's the most unhinged behavior you can imagine. They were friends. It doesn't make any sense. Number 1, I don't like seeing women physically go after each other. Ever, even men, but women specifically. So I, so that slap. Do you guys know that of all the scenes in Housewives Housewives history, of all the scenes, I swear this is the truth. I can watch all those cringy scenes over and over and over and over again. The one scene I cannot bring myself to watch is that slap. What does that say? That slap. Like I can watch the Atlanta girls go after each other physically. I can watch the, you know, the Big Potomac fight. I can't watch Brandy slap Lisa. I don't know what that is. It really upsets me. Maybe it's just because of who's involved with it. Because Lisa, just like, I cannot imagine, imagine slapping a woman who is like a woman like Lisa Vanderpump. And I say this because Lisa is not like a violent, aggressive person by any means. She could have her issues, but that's not what we've seen. So it's not like she's going after, you know, an Erica Jane who's we've seen like explode and yell. It just, it was so cuckoo. It was so crazy. Yes. She also did something. Thank you, Ray on watch what happens live with Jeff Lewis. She and Jeff Lewis appeared on the same watch what happens live episode a few years back. And she, she, she threw water in his face or something like that. She is not to be trusted. Okay. I can, I'm convinced that she, I look, this is a legend, but this is just my feeling. I'm convinced that there's a substance issue. I don't know if it's pills. I don't know if it's alcohol. I don't know what it is, but I don't see Brandy as someone that is like sober and clear in any way. The most, um, watchable she's ever been for me was on Traders, and that's because you can't be drunk all day morning through night is is my gut feeling. I don't like Brandy, okay? I just never have. Um, During this Caroline Manzo thing, I thought it was really strange because a lot of you guys came to Brandy's defense. A lot of you said, this is totally... A, a Caroline issue. She's trying to get this, you know, taken off. She was embarrassed about something she did. She doesn't want it to be aired. And those, that can be true. But I never in a million years didn't believe that Brandy actually did what Caroline is saying she did. I do believe that happened. And no one, I don't think anyone would second guess that Brandy would be able to do that. We've seen Brandy be outrageous on so many episodes of different reality shows. Like she is literally, there's no filter whatsoever. She's, you know, tried to hook up with everyone. She's said anything and everything. Like she is an unhinged person. So for Andy and Kate Chastain, by the way, he talked about that. It was with Kate Chastain when he responded in his tweet, he said it was irresponsible and I apologize or inappropriate and I apologize, but it was done in jest and we thought she was she was in on it. We were having fun. Kate Chastain and Brandy were on Traders together. They all have Andy in, co- in common. They were all friends. I'm sure it was done over a few glasses of wine, and it was like a fun experience. And honestly, I think, I mean, I don't know. I have to look at like shooting schedules. But at this point in 2022, yes, technically, Andy was somewhat of a boss. This is another thing that you guys are questioning about because Andy Cohen is no longer an executive at Bravo. He hasn't been for years. But he is an executive producer on every single Housewives franchise, franchise plus girls' trips. Okay. He is not an executive producer on Vanderpump. He's not an executive producer, as far as I know, on Southern Charm or on, on like Summer House. I think he's only an executive producer on the Housewives franchises and the girls' trips, because those are Housewives, you know, spin-offs. So technically, yes, he's an executive producer and he's a boss. That being said. Brandy brought this on a million times. I just saw a picture today of someone posting of Brandy being on a show with Andy, probably one of the reunions or whatever, trying to lick his face. Like this is so clearly to me, so clearly a, a last ditch resort. I need money. I've got a case here. We're starting to build all this bad press towards Bravo and NBC Universal and Andy Cohen. This is my moment to jump on it. How can I find something in my in my, you know, Long list of messages back and forth with Andy that feels a little bit inappropriate. She also said she also is saying in this letter. and by the way, her attorneys are the same attorneys that went after Bravo during the um went after Bravo and NBC Universal back in August of last year. Remember the big expose the where they're like representing a hundred different reality stars. It's Mark Garagos and Brian Friedman. These are huge um entertainment lawyers. Brian Friedman represents like all the big entertainment cases, I forget which is this big one that I looked up yesterday, but there's a big one that, um, that you guys would recognize Brian Friedman attorney and okay. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just behind, he's behind some of the biggest entertainment lawsuits out there. Um, I don't want to spend too much time. Seth Rogen, Vin Diesel, Octavia Spencer, Gabrielle Union, uh, Don Carlson, Don I'm sorry, Don Lemon, Tucker Carlson. So like he knows what he's doing. Okay. This is a money grab in my opinion. And I think in my opinion, I think that while, while Andy did is look, do I think Andy Cohen is like stand-up man with principles? Probably not. I don't think so. I think we've heard way too much. Just like I would say the same about a lot of people in this business. And maybe there is some like, some really bad stuff Andy Cohen has done out there. I just don't think this is it. I, I don't think this is the hill that Andy Cohen gets canceled on. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think it's possible to have two cases of, you know, there is an issue with Andy Cohen. But this is not like, this is not the piece that puts him in the Matt Lauer category. They tried to put him in the Matt Lauer category in the letter. They said that he is up there with the Matt Lowers of the world. Okay. Matt Lauer had a button behind his desk that he would press and lock girls into his room. That is a very different experience. Matt Lauer was also a, a straight man that didn't have like a F around gay guy to a woman relationship. And I'm sorry, I have many gay friends, okay? I'm on the phone with gay friends often, every day. A lot of my dosers are gay gay guys. I can communicate with you very differently than I could with a straight man. You can communicate with me very differently than, than a straight man can, commun- can communicate with me and i won't get offended if you tell me you want to f my brains out i'll say thank you oh my god I, do i look that hot like i'm not, i'm sorry that's just the truth that's how i feel michelle says brandy got physical with lisa threw water at eileen physically grabbed and pushed kyle and was sued by joanna from the original miami for her comments about her v she's unhinged and i and then don't You know, then remember Caroline too. Like add Caroline in the mix. There's so, And then um, the butler. Remember the butler on that last season of the Berkshires, whatever? Anyway, then there's also, you know, Mark who says, Andy gets away with a lot, sexualizing men the way that you could never and should never do with women. How has he not gotten in trouble is amazing, but this is not that. Exactly. So I do believe Andy could have done or, or could be doing things that are completely wrong. And, yes, and... We're going to be in an improv show. Yes, and this is not one of them. This is Brandy's desperation to make some cash. And at this point, I think we're going to lose Brandy, obviously, and I'm okay with that. I do not feel, um, I do not personally feel that like sad to lose Brandy in the Bravo sphere. I feel sad that we won't watch Morocco, the girls trip, but I am personally not attached to Brandy by any means. I don't listen to her podcast. I know a lot of you guys like her. Um, so I'm sorry, but this is just an opinion, right? It's just an opinion. Um, interesting. Bravo accepted that behavior for years. He's a boss. He has a different standard about, about Andy. Mm. I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's, it's tough, it's tough, because Andy, I don't think has I think Andy's been this way from the beginning. I don't think this is like a newfound fame thing. I think Andy is Andy. A lot of people don't like him, yet a lot of people are obsessed with him because he brought us this amazingness that we talk about every day and that we love talking about. Okay, anyway, that's the most I can really get into that because I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know, but we'll have to see where it goes. Um yeah. So I think I'll leave it at that. A lot of you guys are obsessed with the Portia story. So if you guys saw on um, on the news, on the news, um, all over the place, Portia Williams from Real Housewives Real Housewives of Atlanta, she's going back to Atlanta this season. Files for divorce from her husband Simon Gobadia. I'm probably saying that wrong. After fifteen. Months of marriage, just days after announcing her return to Real Housewives of Atlanta, they had a fairy tale wedding in November of 20, 2022. The news comes amid allegations of fraud and possible deportation for Simon, a Nigerian businessman who has been living in the U.S. for over 40 years. The outlet, the outlet was. Outlet was informed by a source that the decision for the split, currently classified as an ongoing matter, is unrelated to recent allegations involving Simon's past. I could probably guarantee that that's not true. I think absolutely there's no way, there's no way that she's divorcing him and it has nothing to do with these allegations. (laughs) Like she's like, it's okay that you're getting, you know, that there's like fraud and, and possible deportations. Okay, I love you. I'm actually divorcing you because you don't put the toilet seat down like that's okay but you know like the toothpaste cap bull um a lot of people think this is perfect timing for her storyline she needs something to talk about for her show i think a lot of you guys feel like you know this is going to be making it interesting make the show better personally i don't um i don't have like a strong connection to this marriage so to me it doesn't matter but I will be interested. I mean, he was on real housewives on season 13. He was introduced of the, the husband of someone else and Fallon, but the pair went their separate ways after the conclusion of filming. And then in May, on May 10th, 2021, my anniversary is May 11th. Portia revealed she was engaged to Simon after one month of dating, despite being the ex of her real housewives of Atlanta. Co-star. So, that is the big drama. Is that he was he's like the slate smiley, right? Like he dated her and he dated, um, or he was married to one and now he's married to uh to Portia. And obviously, it's not working. She says, I know it's fast, or maybe he's oh, yeah, she says, I know it's fast, but we are living life each day to the fullest. I choose happiness every morning and every night. I mean, who doesn't, by the way, who doesn't choose happiness every morning and every, Can you imagine one person waking up and being like, I choose violence this morning? Maybe Brandy anvil wakes up and says that um yeah so they're getting divorced it'll be interesting to see on the show we always love a good drama I mean divorce just happens so like easily to these housewives (laughs) they're just like marriage divorce marriage divorce marriage divorce it's like it's crazy it's so funny um so okay there's that Let's get into, I'm going to start with Southern, I'm going to go in order of, of, let's start with Southern Hospitality, okay? Southern Hospitality last night was, I will say this, I didn't learn anything, well, there was one moment in the reunion that I thought was really interesting. Are you watching Southern Hospitality? Are you? I know that this is still a show that is growing. It's growing like a weed, but I promise you, it will at one point become your show. I mean, unless next season completely falls off the radar, it will become your show. My my guys steal and shooter at Brav Bros. I was texting with Steel yesterday and they did a whole episode on Southern Charm. I'm sorry, Southern Hospitality, and I was messaging with them. I was like, "I love this show." And they said, "Not a lot of people watch it, but we love it too." It's so good. Um so I I just really really like it. And if you're watching it, let me know this reunion is like, it's so obviously the first or second season reunion because it's done in the clubhouse. There's about 400 cast members and they're all in the clubhouse. So they're sitting on top of each other. Like literally Maddie and Andy are like touching knees. They're so close to each other. So we've got Maddie, we've got Joe Bradley, we've got all these other characters on one side. And then on the other side, we've got Levin, we've got Emma and people that you probably don't know if you don't know the show, but whatever. A couple of things that I thought was really interesting. Maddie is the lead girl. I, I think she's kind of the lead of the show. She is the one that is, I think she's, she's kind of like a Lala personality because she's sober 10 years, but she's wild. She works at Republic. She is, um, she's a hothead. She's a hothead, right? And she had a big, big drama with her boyfriend Trevor in this season. Trevor apparently had cheated on her. The rumor came out and this and that. But then what happened was so weird and so, so like sloppy is that Maddie got caught in a lie. She got caught in a lie because Trevor, she was trying to protect her boyfriend, Trevor, by getting him on the phone with the girl that apparently he cheated with and recording the phone call. Then that phone call comes out that says, no, we never made out. Maddie, this is during the show, pretends to find out about this phone call, cries hysterically to one of the guys, Joe, to kind of create this like, oh, feel bad for me moment. And then later on in the last episode, we find out that Maddie, was on the phone call. She knew all about the phone call. She pretended that this was like something she just heard about and just learned about. And it's just so so sad. But this was the best, is I think Andy's not scared at all about these girls were or the this cast. Whereas she, you know, Andy is so scared of the housewives. Um, I don't think he's scared of all of them, but I think he is like intimidated about some of them. Or with some of them, but he's so doesn't give two shits about these, like in terms of trying to make sure that they stay on the show. Cause he knows that they're definitely going to be on the show next season. And, um, and he was like, you lied. Like, why'd you lie? And she's like, huh? Like I-, I didn't, what do you mean? Where did I, I didn't lie. And he's like, no, 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 you lied. You did this and you did that. And you did. And he was like, I, she was like, I, what? No, I mean, I did just find out about the call. He's like, no, no, no. You were on the call you didn't just find out about the call. You, you said that you just found. She's like, no, I, I mean, it was the craziest thing. I've never. There was two people that got caught in lies. Then Joe Bradley. And if you guys remember Joe Bradley's name, it's because he was the guy from this show, Southern Hospitality, that was famously dating Danielle Oliveira from Summer House this last year. They were dating for a few months. He appeared on Watch What Happens Live a few weeks ago. How many weeks ago do you think that was? Probably like a month or two ago. Like two months ago, right? And he was next to Luann. So this must have been during girls' trips. So he and Luann were sitting next to each other. Danielle, his current girl, was in the audience watching. Luann and him have this crazy chemistry-filled flirty moment on the stage. And Joe straight up says, on Watch What Happens Live, I have a thing for older women. And maybe he meant Danielle. Because Danielle is definitely older than him. He's like 27, 28. And Danielle, I think, is like 35. I don't know. And Luann is like, oh, thanks, darling. Thank you, darling. He wasn't talking about her, but I 100% feel like she was into him. He was into her. We all saw that. Then we heard rumors that they were flirty afterwards. But last night on the reunion, Andy's like, did you guys hook up? Like, did anything happen between you and Luann? And he straight up says, um, no, I mean, no, no. We were just like, we just had a drink. Now, TJ is the gay, the one, I think he's the one. Oh, no, there's another guy, Mikkel, who's not on this season. But TJ also works at Republic. He's really close friends with um, Joe, and he's gay. I love TJ. TJ's at the end of the panel, and he's like, Joe, just just say it. Like, don't lie. Just say it. They're besties. And Joe was like, what are you talking about? No, like we didn't hook up. We didn't hook up. He's talking about hooking up with Luann. I guarantee you, Luann was like, darling, don't tell anyone about this, okay? This is between you and I. I know you're only 28 and a half, but I'm an older woman and I know. I know how these things get around and I'm planning on hooking up with your other cast members. Don't tell anyone, darling. So I think Joe is petrified that he's going to get the wrath of Luann. He doesn't want anyone to know. So he's kind of quiet about it and he's like scared about it. And he's telling TJ, TJ stop or whatever. And TJ's like, I don't, I don't know if, um, I guess. Yeah. I think they hooked up 99%. I think they hooked up. Why was Joe so intent on lying? The only person that really looks bad here though is Danielle. Cause why does Danielle? always get the shaft. Well, I know why. Let's be honest. We saw Danielle act a fool for the last few seasons of Summer House and Winter House this last season was quite possibly one of the most ridiculous showings of Danielle's frustrations, desperations, and and all the things. Danielle falls hard. You know this exactly. You know that Danielle meets someone and falls in love. Danielle is the kind of person that she, like, Two minutes after she meets someone, she wants to be in a full-blown relationship with them. She and Tom Sandoval would be good together now that I think about it. Like, seriously, put Danielle and Tom Sandoval together. I think they will both get addicted to each other, like, in two seconds, right? Two seconds. And Joe was like, I just don't think I'm, like, the right guy for her. I think she deserves better, which is such a BS passive way to be like, I wasn't into her. Like when someone says I'm just like not good enough for them, it's like, yeah, because I'm i going to cheat on you because I'm just like, I, I can't call you enough. Like I'm never going to be enough for you. Now, I know there was some drama about Joe Bradley and TJ afterwards, some sort of like DM that was sent. So let me see if I can find it um, because I did hear about this. Um. <laughs> I guess, you know, TJ and Joe were very, very close, but now they're having a little bit of, obviously, a little bit of drama, so I don't know how to find it really fast, and I don't want to take it too long, but basically, I guess they did get into a a little bit of an argument. Let me see. I'm on TJ's Instagram now. Oh, oh, TJ posted this 17 hours ago. Joe Bradley, his bestie, sends him a, a text saying, at the end of the day, no one will give a F that you broke the news. Ha ha. You're a supporting character. Friend of, friend of, period. Rat. He did a rat emoji. Truly heartbreaking. Okay. The best is someone posted about that earlier and Jackie Goldschneider from Real Houses in New Jersey was like, hey, what's wrong with being a friend of? (laughs) Now, let me tell you something. That's such a jerk thing to do. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's a tough situation. Did Joe tell TJ like in confidence and say, like, dude, you can't tell a soul? And then TJ decided to like come out on the reunion live on watch what happens or with in front of Andy Cohen and said, like, don't lie. I mean, there's, it's tough. If they had a little bit of like a, uh, you know, a relation or a conversation about like leaving this between the two of them in the vault and he went out and said it, that's kind of effed up. But at the same time, it's a reality show. It's Luann. We need to know. So I think everyone knew he was lying. Okay. Anything else that happened that was incredible or amazing in that? I don't think anything really other than that for Southern hospitality. Watch the show. It's a quick, fast watch. It's like 10 episodes. I mean, it's in and out. And I guarantee you it's going to come back and it's going to be on for the next few seasons. That's my gut. All right, let's get into Summer House. Okay, Summer House comes back with a vengeance. You know I love me some Summer House. The second I watch Summer House, I want to fill my fridge with a lover boy, canned margaritas. I want to get into my pool with a flotation device. I want to, you know, grow a mullet and wear a little cowboy hat over my my privates. I love, love, love summer house. It just puts me in a good mood. I don't know if it's because it's warmer weather. Winter house does not do that. Winter house feels smelly. It feels dirty. It feels in the summer house house is probably also quite smelly and dirty, but it's just so, it's pretty. It's big. It's white, clean walls. It's, it's, Gorgeous pool. Like, I'm a summer girl. I'm a sun girl. It's sunny today. I'm happier. This is just the way it works. (laughs) Mark says Donna starts drinking, trashing her house, and stays in her dirty sheets. Yes, the second I watch Summer House, I never get out of bed. I literally just bring the lover boys to bed with me. Okay, so this was the premiere episode, and this is the episode. This is the season that we're all dying for. And of course, they tease it at the way beginning because the way beginning, we see the freaking seen that Kyle, that Carl has just ended things, his engagement with um with Babe, with Lindsay, and Lindsay is like, fine, okay, whatever. I guess you've already made up your mind. She walks to her room. She picks up the phone. She calls her dad. Dad, he wants to break off. He wants to break up and call off the wedding. Carl's talking to the producer in the other room, saying, "Well, that's not how I thought she would react. I mean, I don't know how he thought she would react. I mean, maybe he thought she would cry." Or something but like she seemed pretty pissed off it's not like she would be like that's okay babe I get it um he goes that's not what how I thought she would react and now she's gonna go and spin it and say that she's blindsided and then they cut over to Lindsay and she's like I'm just so blindsided by this they I mean we're all watching for Amanda and for Carlin and Lindsay's storyline like I'm very interested in it but they are truly unwatchable like They're insufferable together. Maybe separately they're going to be better, and I'm interested to see that. But Carl and Lindsay together as a couple are impossible to watch. You know why? They remind me of, you know those people on TikTok? Those couples. My friend Molly Dare, my East Coast correspondent Molly Dare, actually, she's on her way to LA or she just landed in Los Angeles right now. We're going out tonight. So Molly has posted, she's like, I'm really deep into couples TikTok right now, like really deep into it. And she says, I have been, um, I have been really into this one couple and they have like millions and millions of followers, this one couple, but every single one of their videos is just Cheese, cheese on cheese. Everything is so produced and fake and I love you, honey bunny and whatever. And that is Lindsay and Carl. Does anyone else feel that when she's filming and she's like, so we are at the White House. Um, It's 4th of July and she's filming her body and she's like, say hi, babe. (laughs) Say hi, babe. They drive me crazy. They really, really drive me crazy together. Now, that being said, someone said, I love Lindsay. I actually really like Lindsay on her own. I don't like her with Carl though. I find her impossible to watch with Carl, but I love Lindsay as a character on her own. So that's why I'm curious about how this kind of like falls out here and who's gonna end up at the end of the season being the most loved. Is it gonna be Carl or is it gonna be Lindsay? But we don't know that yet. We just know that two months prior, here we are at the beginning of the summer. So this is how the show starts. It's very scandable, right? We see the end result. Now we're gonna find out how it happens. This is the making of a good show. Okay. We start out with Danielle, said Danielle from Joe Bradley, that Danielle from Winterhouse, Desperado Danielle, driving a car. To pick up, she's picking up Paige, who I'm obsessed with. I don't know. It's her Paige being with Carl has made her one of the most enjoyable characters on TV for me. I don't know. She's so, I really like Paige. Like, I understand that she's dating my boyfriend, but I still really like her. I really do. I'm okay with her being with Carl, with Craig. I really, really like Paige. So Paige gets in the car, Sierra, who I'm not. I haven't been such a fan of in the past, but let's see, because this first episode, she was actually really likable. Um, Gabby. So the four of the girls start driving off to the Hamptons. And then in the other car, we have Kyle, Amanda, and this new guy, West. West Williams, whose mother is an OBGYN and his father is a cattle farmer. And if I've never heard, a more interesting duo than that. Let's talk for a second about Kyle And Amanda. RIP to their marriage. You guys, what is happening? This is a couple that we've watched through the years since season one of Summer House. Season one of Summer House, they start dating, then they start getting serious, then they have all these cheating rumors that keep coming up. And they're not rumors, they're real. Like he keeps cheating on her. And then they finally get married. The engagement year was an absolute awful summer for Kyle. Remember how stressed out and just in the worst place he possibly was? Then they started fighting over like Amanda's this is after they're getting married, like Amanda not doing enough around the house. Amanda is like really portrayed as a very lazy lazy person. Am I wrong? Amanda is portrayed as a very lazy wife. Like he makes her sound like she doesn't do shit. For years and years and years, we've seen this. Meanwhile, Kyle is, like, Kyle's more my speed if I'm going to be 100%. Like, I think I would like to, minus the fact that Kyle, Kyle still wants to party like a 22-year-old. I love that Kyle is, like, driven. He's up early. He works out. He he works his ass off. He's um He started a huge company, you guys. Like, Loverboy is a massive brand. He's doing really, really well. He's annoying and immature, but I actually think I would prefer being married to Kyle than I would being married to Amanda. Like, you know what I mean in terms of roles? Because I don't like, there, there is not one worse characteristic, in my opinion, than a person that's lazy. Like, you can be a lot of things, but if you're someone that is outwardly lazy, I can't, I don't have the ability to like feel sympathy unless there's something medically wrong where you physically cannot, you know, be more productive. I don't know. It, it kills me. Um, I think Kyle's fun. I don't know how to explain it. I do think he parties too hard for that age, but he's not a dad yet. Like he's probably going to be the kind of guy that's going to get it all out of his system. And when he does decide to finally be a father, I do think he'll probably chill out, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. And if Lance ever got a mullet, It could be grounds for divorce. So I I see what you're saying, Mark, in the comments here. Lance, if you're watching this, I'm telling you this is grounds for mustache, mullet. We don't do it here. Okay? We don't do it. Chelsea on Love is Blind likes a mullet. She's the only one. Okay? Amanda? Amanda? I used to think Kyle was the problem because of the cheating or whatever. Amanda has really come off as the problem here. In this first episode, she does have an interview where she says that things have been really bad between her and Kyle. They had a situation in um, Winter house when she thought she was pregnant. She found out she wasn't pregnant. I guess that really triggered a lot of thoughts and stresses between the two of them they're being a little vague about like what the issue is. But then Kyle has, you know, she's definitely annoyed with Kyle. From the moment she gets to the house, she's like, the reason why I come to these houses is not for Kyle. It's to spend time with people other than Kyle. I don't know. I can't imagine anyone, anyone watching these watching these back or hearing that about your husband or your wife saying I'd rather hang out with anyone then. It does not feel like, that feels good. That can't feel good. It's on national TV. It's not like you're telling your best friend, right? So then we see Kyle, like Amanda rolling her eyes every time Kyle speaks, like he's trying to figure out the speaker. She's like, oh, she's so annoyed with him. Kyle, oh, Kyle, just like go into that bathroom. Kyle, not in my room. Oh, Kyle. Can't stand him. And he's like, calm it down. Like, why are you so mean to me? They get a little buzz. They go to the carnival. Now, when they were all getting ready for this carnival dinner or carnival night, I thought for sure they were going to a club called Carnival. I didn't think they were actually going to a carnival, but this is the kind of carnival I'm into. So they go to ca- Carnival. Um, they go to the carnival. They're all getting beers. They're all playing all these games. They're having fun. Kyle's definitely a few drinks in. You can hear it in his voice. And he goes to Amanda and he says, Amanda, I you know, I I love you and I just feel like I would really like to spend more time together. I feel like you, you know, spend all your time without me when we're around friends. I go away for four days for a business trip and I feel like you don't miss me. I come home and I miss you and I feel like you don't miss me. Okay. We need to have a conversation about this. Um, all married people, please stand up. I've been married now since 2011. So we're on it will be 13 years this year. We have two kids at home. Life is busy. Life is crazy. Lance travels a lot for work. Lance will go out of town usually when he does. He's my PK, PK. He goes out of town for like sometimes three, four, five weeks at a time. I hate those long trips. Those long trips are too much. But if Lance goes out of town for three, four days, I'm not missing him. I mean, I love being around him, but it's not like I'm sitting at home like, Lance, I miss you. I think every wife, maybe I'm alone here. I think most wives, most husbands, like, are okay with some breaks and separation. I think that's actually safe to say. However, when Lance comes home, I don't look at him like, oh, you're home. I still, like, show love and affection and say I missed you right? She straight up says, well, I mean, you you miss me because you're out of town and doing things. I don't miss you because I have the dogs and my TV. I'm sorry, what? I think it should be the opposite. I think the person traveling is the one that should be busy and not missing. And the one at person at home is the, probably the one that's like, I miss you. I just feel this is so bad. And it doesn't end there. Like they continue to get into these arguments in the morning. They wake up and, you know, he says something like, Oh, this room is so hot. And she's like, well, we never really spend time in here. And he's like, can you tone down the attitude? And then later at breakfast, she calls him out in front of everyone. And she's like, Oh, Kyle thinks I'm not being nice to him. Kyle thinks this Kyle thinks. Let me tell you what's going to happen here. I think, If they do last and they do eventually have kids and they do consider, you know, go a few more years, like this is not the, this is not the marriage for life. There's no way. I don't believe a marriage for life can be, can have this dynamic in a public setting on camera before even kids. Like we're so early in the marriage of it all They have nothing but like money getting thrown at them. They get paid to go to vacations basically and drink and party. They have no, they have a business that is successful. Yes, I do think that there's stress involved, but like they are not struggling in any capacity. They have families that love them and take care of them. They have like a nice home. They have friends, like they they have their health. What the hell do they have to like hate life so much? What's going to happen when real life happens to them? And I'm actually saying this is on Amanda. I don't think Amanda like wants to be with Kyle. I think Kyle wants to be with Amanda. Anyway, I don't know. We'll have to see. Few of you think it's staged. It could be. It could be, but it's gone on every season. Like enough, like let's see them actually get along. Anyway, Carl and Lindsay weren't there And Gabby gets on the phone with Carl and Lindsay at some point and she's on FaceTime and she says to him, she says to them, you guys, it's been the most amazing house. No one's fighting. We're having the best time. It's like no one is missing. Lindsay's like, well, except except us. Gabby. (laughs) Gabby, don't. No. Can you imagine if like, you're left out of a group of friends because you're sick or something. And then they call you and they're like, we're having the best time. It's like no one's missing. (laughs) Gabby. Anyway, right at the end of the show, the new guy comes in. Now this new guy, because I'm telling you, Summer House Winter House has had a bad casting few seasons since Andrea the hottie left. This guy, so far so good. Jesse Solomon. He's a good looking, taller man. He's Jewish. He's Jewish. We see pictures of him at his bar mitzvah, 10 points, a hundred points on my eyes, and he can sing about barbecue pits, man, I'm a fan of Jesse Solomon. Anyway, we'll end the show at the end when, when, um, Amanda, I'm sorry, Kyle and Paige start having a conversation about their relationship. Oh, we did see a lovely cameo from Craig where uh, Craig called Fa- Paige and she said, hi, chicken. And would your guys' husbands, would your husbands be okay if you call them chicken? I should call Lance on speaker one of these days during the show and just be like, okay, I'm going to text Lance right now. Let's see. Let's see what happens. Okay. I'm going to text Lance. Um, hi, chicken. With a heart. Okay. Let's see what happens. I wrote it. Hi, chicken with a heart. It's just delivered. He hasn't read it yet. Let's see what happens when he reads it. So, yes, he has red receipts on and I enjoy it. I enjoy annoying when Lance reads my texts. Sorry. Um, unlike Amanda, I actually like my husband. So, uh he says I'm going to buy a racehorse. <laughs> the Saratoga is going to be so much more fun because I am going to buy a racehorse. And she's like, no, you're not. No, you're not, Craig. This is the worst idea ever. I don't care. Like, you can buy a soccer team. You can buy a restaurant. This is the worst thing. And I'm not marrying a person that doesn't have money. He sa- She says he wanted to buy a soccer team. He watches Rexham once. And all of a sudden, he's Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I'm doing my best to be Blake Lively. But like, come on. I just love them. Okay, let's move on. Let's go to traders, y'all. Raiders because I have another show here for Patreon only in just an hour and a half or an hour and 40 minutes, you guys. Ah, okay. Traders did something that most of us hate more than anything in the world. And that is leave us with such a um, cliffhanger for next episode. And I'm pissed about it because I was so into it. So we pick up in the best. Kate Chastain wins awards for being the most quick witted, funny person in her interviews and in her conversations. I just love her IDGAF attitude. I'm actually curious has Kate mentioned anything about the Andy Cohen thing? I feel like if she did, we would have seen it. So let me see. Hold on. I'm going to look up. I would imagine she's on X or Twitter, right? Um, I feel like she's always pretty vocal on these. On these websites, um, she's not talked, she has not said a word. Okay, so Kate finds out that she has been recruited as a um, as a traitor. She goes, You sly F's to Phaedra. Phaedra, as much as I love Phaedra, and let me tell you, I love Phaedra, she is the horrible actor. And they gave her some lines up in that jail cell area with Kate where she's like, are you ready to come and join the trade? Like it was the craziest acting I've ever seen in my life. And I looked at Lance. I was like, like Phaedra really should just stick to like her own personal thoughts and feelings because she just, she's so funny on her own. But when they give her lines, like it didn't work. She was like, la, 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 la. Are you ready? She ends up getting um, Kate over to the traders and they decide to eliminate the first person. We don't know who it's going to be. We see the breakfast the next morning and all of a sudden we see that it was Kevin from Bling Empire who was eliminated. I was okay with that because I don't care about Kevin at all, literally at all. Um, Trishel, who ends up being, no, MJ. MJ. You guys, what are we going to do about MJ. Yeah, do not tell us, Andrew. If the spoiler got leaked, Um, MJ comes back and says, um, "You know, Kate, what's going on with you? Like, why the something's wrong with you? You just seem a little off, Kate. What's happening?" Like, MJ is perceptive AF. That's one thing I have to say. MJ and Trishelle are two of the smartest players, and it's shocking because it's two of people, two people that I would never. Ever imagine that these two would be like good at this game? But Trishelle is like she's got her notes, she's on it, and MJ is like strangely in her horrendous outfits. MJ, okay. I watched Shaws of Sunset. I grew up here in Los Angeles. I went to school where MJ went to school at Beverly Hills High School. I was younger than her, so I didn't go to the same school as her, but we went to the same school. I know the Persian community. I know that the, I know this world. I have yet to see anyone that dresses like MJ. It's unreal. Her clothing are is like shocking. So they, you know, they do their morning, kind of everyone's talking, everyone's talking. And people are starting to really decide are we taking Phaedra out or are we taking Peter out? So it's between Peter and Phaedra. Obviously, Phaedra, Sandra, um... MJ and Sheree are like, it's team Peter. We got to get Peter out. But then Peter's team, which is like Trishel, John, Peter, and they're going to try to get some more people over to their side are saying, no, 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 no. It's definitely Phaedra. Well, obviously it's Phaedra, right? But they're doing as much as they can to try to get Peter to like be looked at as the one. My, at the end of, okay, then they go through this challenge where they had these like, um, I don't know what they're even called. It's almost like an archery situation, but they aren't where they're trying to shoot out these these glass like um nameplates, and whoever is the last nameplate that gets crashed or broken is um is gets a shield, and they're all strategically placed, but they're hard to to aim at. And so some of the kids, some of the kids, some of them, like actually they go through an entire round, basically a round and a half of them trying to get it. and No one can get it. No one can get it. So they keep losing money. They keep losing money. They keep losing money. And then they go over to, um, MJ, who decides to go at one person and she finally is able to get, I think she gets CT out or I can't even remember. So they're getting CT. Then they, oh, it's Sheree. Then it's, um, it's not CT, obviously, because he ends up with the shield. It's Sheree. And then it's Phaedra. And then it's, you know, it's every single one of them. But this is the problem. And Phaedra really effed herself here. Phaedra has been so smart, but she did something very, very stupido. So at this point, we have Three name plates still at the top. We have CT, we have John. I can't remember who the third was. And then down on the bottom, so remember it's nine plates. Down on the bottom right is Trishel. Everyone around Trishel has already been crashed out. And it's very hard to aim this thing. So Phaedra decides instead of going straight up to CT or to John, which would have made the most sense, she decides, no, 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 I'm going to go all the way down at Trishel. Trishelle says, well, obviously, obviously you're a traitor. That's traitor behavior. And she talks to Sandra, I guess, right over CT's head. And Sandra and her decide, yes, let's go after Trishelle." CT, this is the moment. And unfortunately, the love of my life, CT. Well, the love of my life is Lance. And then, and then Craig Conover and then CT. And then I'm sure there's more to be added to this list, but, um, who used to be the love of my life at the beginning of Daily Dose? I feel like there was someone I was so obsessed with before Craig. See these shows, they come in and out of your life, right? You have no memory of them. Um, so meanwhile, my actual husband has he's not even read my text saying hi chicken. So things are really good. It's basically Amanda and Kyle. Okay, he's he's totally ignoring me. Um Trishell and CT have a strong connection. They were on the challenge together, and she is smart. She gets CT over, and she's like, "CT, we need to talk about this." And for the first time ever, CT decides, "I'm gonna play the game, and I'm not gonna be just like a friend," because he already kind of did that last last week when he screwed Trishell and didn't give her the you know whatever it's called, the torch that was two weeks ago. But this time, he decides he's gonna go against Phaedra. He's like, "If she's a if she's a traitor." That's it. So now at the end of the episode we do the round table they have all these discussions. We find out, you know, Pete uh John is so freaking good at his um speeches. So he goes after Phaedra, but I I love Phaedra so much, but I actually think Phaedra is is just I don't think she's going to be able to talk herself out of this one. I think Phaedra is unfortunately I think she's she's going to be out. I it's a it's a sp- You know, we don't know because they left us waiting, but you know, John went after Phaedra. Trishel went after Phaedra. Sheree went after Peter. Sandra went after Peter. Kate went after Peter. And then CT goes after Phaedra. So now we have three and three. I think I've gotten them all. We have three against uh, Peter and three against Phaedra. And now it's up to MJ. But right before, this happened. Trishell went and talked to the women. You would think MJ would immediately vote out Peter, but Trishell went and talked to the women. And she was like, I know you guys are going to vote no matter what with Phaedra. And MJ's like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to vote for whoever I think is actually like, I'm totally open to hearing it. And she listened to the whole story. You guys, what do you think is going to happen? Don't tell. I don't want to hear from Andrew. Okay. I don't think so, but I'm curious. I'm curious what what you guys think. I think Phaedra is going to go home. That's my gut feeling. I, I think MJ is going to smarten up and she's going to be like, wait, everything you're saying does make sense. Both eliminated traders called out Phaedra, right? Both Dan and um, Parvati said Phaedra's name before they got eliminated. And the whole thing that happened with the, the, you know, archery thing. So we'll see what happens. I love Bedra, but it's a game. It's a game. So at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. Okay. Remember, I will be here for Patreon members, all tiers on Patreon at 2 p.m. Pacific time. This will be saved. You can ask me anything about anyone, and I know what you guys want to talk about. And... um and we'll talk like openly and we'll just have a fun free for all, a Friday fun day. And um, I will see you guys later. Thank you so much for an- another amazing week at Daily Dose of Donna. I really appreciate every single one of you. I-, I see your comments. I see your love. I see all the good stuff. I also see all the bad stuff. And like, thank you. But I see the good stuff more. And that's the important thing. So I love you guys. Talk to you tomorrow or, late, or Monday or later or today. Bye, y'all.